All right. How y'all doing? Doing all right today? Good, good, good. Well, it's going to get cold, isn't it? I suppose to, if it isn't already, it was sure nice yesterday, wasn't it? It's going to get cold. But uh, anyway, thank Karen for filling in for Diane. Diane is at home. She's recovering from the flu, and uh, so she's getting her strength back. So keep that, uh, keep that in your prayers, if you would. And uh, let's open our Bibles to Exodus chapter 8 and verse 1. Exodus chapter 8, verse 1. Today, I wanna, today what I want to talk to you about is tomorrow. <laughs> With the new year approaching, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we make New Year's resolu- resolutions. Has anybody ever made a New Year's resolution and... You made it. You made it today, but did you keep it? Did you keep it tomorrow? How many's ever made a resolution today, but you didn't keep it tomorrow? Besides me, you know, it's real easy to make commitments and things today and not do them tomorrow. So today, I want to talk to you about tomorrow. You know, whenever you come up on the first of the year, so many things you you could talk about the first principle, first things and all of that. But this year, it just seemed like we ought to talk about tomorrow. So in Exodus chapter eight, verse one, you remember the children of Israel, they were in bondage, you know, and uh, to the Egyptians and Moses was chosen by God to uh, cause the people of God to be set free. And he was the deliverer. And, you know, Pharaoh wouldn't release God's people. And so then God judged Pharaoh in Egypt with the plagues. How many remember those plagues, you know? And, and, and I just want to talk about one of those here today because you're going to find something interesting here uh, as we talk about tomorrow. Exodus 8, verse 1. I'm going to read several scriptures. They'll be on the screen in the New King James Version. Uh, Exodus 8, 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, said, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I'll smite all your territory with what? With, with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, onto your bed, into the house of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls, you know, where they made food. And the frogs will come up on you and your people and on all your servants. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people. So Pharaoh wanted to get rid of the frogs. And I'll let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of, of, of saying when I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your house that they may remain in the river only. So Moses says, when do you want to get rid of frogs? When do you want the frogs gone? He he says that to Pharaoh. Now notice in verse 10, Pharaoh responds to that question, when do you want to get rid of the frogs? Notice in verse 10, Pharaoh said what? Now why would you want to get rid of the frogs 
tomorrow. How many of you would say today? Now. But Pharaoh, even this horrible thing of all these frogs, will get rid of them tomorrow. You know, so many people, including myself, want to put things off until tomorrow. Is anybody else like that besides me? You just, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll get to it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. You know, there's some, that's called procrastination. There's some real dangers in that. You know, there's an old saying, you know, don't ever put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Is that right? Now, my wife, she has taught me over the years, you never put off today what you could have done yesterday. You know, she's, she's, she's a real go-getter and, and God has really blessed me with her. But uh, there's some real dangers in procrastination. Why would you want to keep the frogs? I mean, that's pretty bad, but... You know, why would you want to keep them till tomorrow? You know, bad habits that folks have. I've had some bad habits. Have any of you ever had some bad habits? And you know, you need to get rid of it today, but you're going to put it off till tomorrow. I had gotten up to uh, 220 plus pounds. Uh Uh-oh. That's not, that's not healthy. You understand that? When I stepped on the scale this morning, it read 175. That's in, that's in about, no, 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 I don't clap or anything. That's, but it, it, it's good. How many of you know that's better for my health? And I've done that in just a, a little over two months. And if you would have seen me, well, you did, you saw me. How many, how many, how many of you would agree that besides getting rid of that blasted old, nasty old hairpiece... Thank God I got rid of that horrible old thing. Somebody said to me, he said, Pastor Terry, those hair pieces kept looking a little better over time. I said, yeah, that's because I made more money over time. I could buy better ones, you know. But I won't go through all that again. But how many of you would agree I don't look like the same person that I looked like a couple months ago? And one of the reasons I lost all that weight, I mean, my cholesterol numbers came back and they were, you know, they were really high, the blood work. But what does that have to do with tomorrow? Over all the years, I would always, uh, and I'd, I'd do this. How many of you know it's easier to go on a diet right after you've gorged yourself? How many of you have ever, you've left, left a restaurant, you're just, you know, and you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start on this diet when? Tomorrow. And with my weight, the reason I bring the weight up is, is that over all these years, I've always been going to go on the diet tomorrow. I was going to be do it. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow. I can remember uh, many times Christmas, you know, with all the candy and the goodies and, and uh, uh, my wife makes this uh, Rice Krispie stuff where she puts the Rice Krispies and, and then she puts the, I don't know, there's, there's some kind of good stuff. I don't know what it is. And then there's. And then there's, there's chocolate. There's about a layer of chocolate on top. I don't, I think she calls them scotcheroos. I, I don't know, but they're really good. And, and I've already, you know, eaten like four or five squares of those things. And then I've done the M&Ms and, and I've already been the peanut M&Ms. And I mean, just, just like 
how many remember Spridle and Chim Chim from Speed Racer? You remember them, you know? And if you don't know, it was a little kid and his monkey and they'd always get the candy and they just, just gobble it in. And so, uh, I, I've done the Spridle and the Chim Chim and I can honestly, before God, tell you, I've stood there many a time and I've gobbled it and it's gonna eat three more of those, two more of those, six more of those, five more of those, and then, and then that's it. I'm gonna stop. And then I'll start my diet tomorrow. But then, once that, hung, that, that fullness leaves and the hunger starts hitting, then what do we find ourselves doing? Going back to the, to the goodies. And I year after year after year after year after year after year of putting this thing off till tomorrow. And then I just, I just, I just finally got tired of it. That's enough now. It's enough. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. And you've got to rein your flesh in. Did you know that? You've got, you got to rein your flesh in. And uh, I just about two months ago, I said, that's it. So I've, I've exercised every day except for a couple of days. I've exercised about 20 to 30 minutes every day running on a mill, etc. And it changed my diet. And just in two months, I've lost, what is that, from 220 plus, it was 220, 225 down to 175. How many pounds is that? Uh, it's about 35 to 40, isn't it, somewhere in there? From two, it was, it was two, let's say 225 down to 175. 50. Give or take, somewhere in there, don't hold me to those numbers, but it's real close. But you know how I did that? I did that by saying, realize, say this after me, no more tomorrow. Say it again, no more tomorrow. Say we got to do it today. How many of you know if you don't do it today, it's probably not going to get done on most things, a lot of things. Is that right? And you could apply that weight thing to your checkbook. How many of you... You know, most people don't like balancing their checkbook. Now, I like balancing mine. I like doing it. I like because I like numbers. But a lot of people don't like it. And a lot of times they'll put things off with finances till when? Tomorrow. Is that right? And we're not going to balance the checkbook, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to look at the, you know, the, the Discover Card bill or the MasterCard or whatever it is. We'll just take care of it tomorrow. You can apply this thing to finances or, or, you know, the relationship might not be good or going real good. So we're going we're gonna to sit down and we're going to talk about the problems and work on them when? Tomorrow. I, I mean, you see, you could apply, this applies to not just weight, but so many, many, many things. Procrastination. You know, there's a song from the musical Annie. Have you ever watched that? It says, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that. There'll be sun. The sun will come out. So you got to hang on till. Come what may to. Come on, help me, guys. Hey, come on, you guys. Look, now, doggone it. I sing bad, and you're going to sit there and watch me sing and watch me suffer. Now, you sit there. Some of you don't sound any better than I do. Now, now doggone it. Now, Dad blast it. Now, we're going to do this together. The sun will come out. Bet your bottom dollar that. There'll be sun, the sun will come out. You gotta hang on till, come what may. I love you. You're always what? A day. You're always what? That's why everybody likes it so much. It's always a day away. And guess what? Tomorrow, I'm gonna go on the diet tomorrow. Well, tomorrow never. That's why it's so easy to go on the diet tomorrow. Is that right? Is that right? Is that correct? It's always easier to do stuff tomorrow. It's never going to come because when we get tomorrow, it's what? It's, oh God. 
When we get to tomorrow, it's no longer tomorrow. It's what? Are you all all right out there? You all aren't stupid, are you? (laughs) When we get to tomorrow, it's not tomorrow. It's what? That's why it's so easy to do stuff when? Tomorrow. You getting what I'm going after here? Tomorrow never comes. You okay? It's always how, it's always what? A day, uh? It's always a day away. So we're talking about tomorrow. Some things God does instruct us concerning tomorrow. Just want to look at a couple of these. Uh, Matthew 6.34. Matthew 6.34. In New King James Version. Let's go there. I'm just funning with you, teasing with you. Notice here, Matthew 6.34. Jesus said, do not... What? Worry about what? So that's, you know, that's some, did the Lord say that? He sure did. Did he mean what he said? How many has ever broken that one besides me? You know, starting next week, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, take a couple of Sundays and talk about sin. I don't want you to avoid coming. I want you to be here. We're going to talk about sin for, for a few weeks, but we're going to handle it from a whole different avenue than what you might think. Did you know that, how many of you know cussing? When you think about sin, you think cussing, is that sin? You know, or committing adultery or, you know, the sexual stuff or getting drunk, you know. When you think about sin, how many of you, if you're like me, you think about those things? And most of the time when preachers preach, they'll hammer the pulpit. And I'm, I'm guilty. I've done it before. Hammering the pulpit. How many of you glad I don't hammer the pulpit anymore? I, I've had to change on that too. I have no reason to come in, hammer the pulpit, scream and yell. Come in and just be nice to people, talk to people. Is that better? All right. But being, having said that, you know, we think about, you know, the, the getting drunk or the sexual stuff. How many of you know if Jesus said don't worry about tomorrow and we do, how many of you know that is sin? Is that right? But see, but we, and that's what we, we're going to look at some things from the next couple Sundays, what sin is that most people don't think, think about that when you think about sin. And, and, and a lot of times we get, I don't want to be careful, I, I, I want to be careful that I don't get into my uh, message next week, but a lot of times we can be doing things that, that you know, well, I'm not committing adultery, I'm not, I'm not cussing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, stealing, but yet, we're doing something that is sin. Did you get what I just said? And the wages of sin is, is death. It'll bring about death in your life. Yeah, but I'm not committing adultery. Are you worrying? Do you ever notice that some people, some preachers, including I've done it myself, will, will pound the pulpit about sexual sin? But... Worrying is just as bad as committing adultery in God's eyes. Did you hear me? See, what I want to do in the next couple of weeks is kind of enlighten us all from the word of God as to what sin really is. But right here, so that's a little preview for the next couple of Sundays. But look right here. Therefore, what did he say? Do not what about tomorrow? Now, how many's ever goofed up on that besides me? And, and, and you've goofed up recently. Huh? Oh yeah. Raise when I do that I'm raising both hands, my feet. 
Yeah, but you're the pastor. I'm also human. Tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And how many of you say amen to that? There's enough to going on, enough going on today without worrying about tomorrow. But it's so easy to worry about tomorrow. And of course, worry, there's, you know, I've learned this. It's never helped anything. Just made it worse, made me sick, you know. I like this one definition of worry. It's like, it's like paying interest on a loan you may never have to borrow. How many of you, it's, it's, it's bad enough paying interest on the loans we've taken out. Is that right? How many of you like to pay interest on something you, you, have, you may never have to borrow? He said, don't worry about it. So something the Lord told us about tomorrow, he said, don't worry about it. Here's something else, James 4.13. Let's go there. Let's go there, James 4.13. Can you go to that? James 4.13. Uh, James 4.13, come now. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen when. For what is your life? It's a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Why did I read this? Because God instructs us here that we need to be sure. Now, we just read where we're not supposed to worry about tomorrow. But one thing is for sure is that we need to be sure that we seek God about tomorrow. Didn't he say right here? He said, you don't know, verse 14, what will happen tomorrow. And then he said, verse 15, and instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we'll live and do this or that. What's he saying us to hear when the, if the Lord wills? We ought to... Seek God about tomorrow. We ought to inquire of the Lord about tomorrow. What should we be doing tomorrow? Lord, what do you want me to do tomorrow? You know, you understand what I'm saying? We need to seek the Lord concerning the future and concerning our tomorrows. And You know, he's already seen tomorrow, hasn't he? Doesn't the Bible say he knows the end from the beginning? So we need to... Uh, Inquire of him and seek him concerning tomorrow and the future as it pertains to our lives and what he wants us to do, what he doesn't want us to do. So there's some things God tells us to do about do tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Seek him concerning it. Look at Luke 12. Let's look at an example of one who did not seek God about tomorrow. Let's look at an example of a person who did not seek God about tomorrow. Look at Luke 12:16. Luke 12:16. Jesus spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. He thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build greater and there I'll store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink and be merry. Notice that again. He said to himself, he said, you know, I've got many goods laid up for many years. I got enough provision for tomorrow. I've got enough to make it through tomorrow. I've got enough to make it through the end of the week. I got enough to make it through the end of the month, the end of the year. I can go many years. I've got plenty. He's not seeking God about tomorrow, is he? Not at all. Now watch this. But God said to him, 
fool. You don't want God calling you a fool. But watch this. This night. Real loud say this night. Underline that in your Bible. Highlight it. Circle it. Star it. Whatever you got to do. Real loud say this night. This night. Now listen. This night your soul will be required of you. In other words, you're going to die tonight. Is what he told the guy. You're not going to make it till morning. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Real I'd say this night. Now my wife is doing fine right now. She's at home resting. I'm going to go there right after the service. But we were out on Thursday. Had a great day. Everything going fine. Just wonderful. Fantastic. Everything great. Came home Thursday evening. Watched a little television. I went down, did my exercising. Came up, watched a little more television, whatever we were watching there. I don't know. She went to bed just just fine. I went down to study some. And the next thing I know, I, I could hear her upstairs. And long story short, I went in and she was said, I don't feel well. She's throwing up. Okay. Went back to bed, feel, you know, feel a little better than in the second time. And went back to bed, feel a little better than the third time. Talking about, realize, say, this night. Went in the third time. She's there getting ready to throw up. And she's like leaning down over the toilet. She says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass out. Next thing you know, she passes out. Her, boom, she goes back. She cracks her head against the wall. Dented the drywall. It's not funny. She could have died right there. And she's laying back on the floor, her eyes rolling back in her head. I pick her up and her eyes roll back in her head and she's just like a rag doll. Scared me silly. I'm talking about this night. That whole day, we had a great day. Everything going fine. That quick, my wife could have died on me, boom. Could have hit her head on something beside that wall. I mean, I'm surprised, I'm surprised that that didn't kill her. I'm shocked that that didn't kill her right there. I mean, if you could have been there and saw, saw that, I mean, she, she, I mean, it, it dented, I mean, it, it dented that drywall. She could have hit her set head on something else. I pick her up, her eyes rolling back. She's like a rag doll. She's out. I pull her over. I didn't know what to do. I'm going to get some training. Just, you saw me lose this weight. I'm going to get some training after the first of the year. I'm going to ask you guys to do something. You do whatever. But we all ought to be trained in some things to revive people. Do you hear what I just said? I'm going to get some. I had some when I was in high school, but I'm going to get some more because I don't remember hardly any of that. But I mean, and she's, I mean, she's, 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 I mean, she's, she's passed out cold. So I got, I get her over to the, to the uh, tub and I pull the sprayer out and I put the sprayer on her and just shot it right in her face, right there. And the, I mean, water's going everywhere in the bathroom. I don't care. When you get a position like that, you don't care about your nice floors in your bathroom. Do you hear what I just said? I don't care about any of that. And I shot her in the face 
And she, you know, she came back too. And I laid her down on the floor. And we were just laying there in a, in a pool, of, pool of water. And then, you know, at that point, 911. And they came and they got her and took her to the hospital. And she was in the emergency room. And then they admitted her. And we were in the hospital the last couple of days. Went in Friday morning to the emergency room. And then she came home yesterday afternoon. She's fine recovering. Realize, say, this night. Now, during the day Thursday, did I have any idea that was going to happen? No, none at all. When we went to bed that night, have any idea that that was going to happen? No, none. When, when she went to bed, no, she was fine. In fact, I remember leaving the bedroom before I went downstairs. I said, how are you doing? Are you feeling? Like, yeah, I feel great. feel fine. It's wonderful. And within just 30 minutes time, you know, within an hour, hour's time, I thank God that it wound up the way it did. I could have lost my wife and I'm not, I mean, I'm not over-dramatizing it. I could have lost her. Life is a precious thing. It's a fragile thing. And you never would think that that would happen. I mean, what did he say to this guy? He said, real loud, say this night. Now to this guy, this, this guy we're reading about, now he died that night. And he went to hell, didn't he? He didn't have God in his life. This guy here didn't have a tomorrow. He thought he did. Everything was going well. Everything was going wonderful. Everything going just fantastic. Going great. Magnificent. But God said to him this night. Boy, things can happen and they can happen quick, can't they? There's some dangers in procrastination, isn't there? I think about what if I couldn't have revived her? What if, you know, I mean, there's so many variations on that. I've lived 50 years on this earth. I've never been that scared. You mean you got scared, Pastor Terry? I got scared bad. I think anybody that's human wouldn't. Anybody that tells you they wouldn't is, a, is, a, is lying to you. I'm just glad she's okay. But there's some people that real loud say this night. See, this guy didn't get it tomorrow here. Now Diane did, but now this guy didn't. Diane would have went right to heaven. This guy would have went to hell. Wow. See, tomorrow The biggest danger of procrastination is found in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. We'll, we'll close up right there. Second Corinthians 6 2. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you and in, a, in the day of salvation I've helped you. He says, when is the accepted time? When? To get saved. He said, behold, now. Real loud say, now. Now is the day of salvation. You know what? I, I, I honestly believe this. That the word tomorrow has put more people in hell than maybe any other word that we could come up with. Did you hear me? 
Because just like I'm going to lose weight tomorrow or I'm going to balance the bank account tomorrow or we're going to work on our relationship tomorrow. Probably one of the biggest things is we're going to get saved when? We're going to give our life to Jesus when? We're going to surrender to him when? We're going to do it tomorrow. Or we'll do it next week or the next service or the next time. We'll do it the next time. We'll do it next time. We don't have to do it today. We've got many years left. You need to realize, and I'm not saying this to scare you. There's a day that right now I would have, as a preacher, I'd have been into the pathos. I'd have been, you know, trying to scare people. I'm done with all that. I'm just standing here talking to you as your friend. We may not have a tomorrow. You understand that? If you're in this room here or if you're listening on the internet, you may not have a tomorrow. You may not have another time after this to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus. You may not. You may not. I'm not trying to scare you. There was a day I'd have stood up here trying to scare people. I'm done with that. But I'm telling you as your friend, you may not have a tomorrow. You might not. You might not have another time to surrender your life to Jesus. The Bible says you better do it when? Realize, say now. now. Realize, say today. today. Yeah. I want to talk to you about something else and then we'll close. And again, there was a day that I would work this next point and I, you know, I just try to... I'm not doing that no more. I'm just standing here as your friend. If there's sin in you, if you're a Christian, you know the Lord, you're going to heaven. But if there's sin in your life, how many of you, if you're like me, you're going to deal with that sin when? Huh? You're going to stop doing whatever it is you shouldn't be doing when? Huh? When? You're going to do it tomorrow. Is that right? You're going to stop doing whatever it is, you know, do you know the Bible talks about the judgment seat of Christ? It's a place, you see, the, the sinner, the one that doesn't know Jesus, that has never given their life to Jesus, when they die, they go to hell. Okay, that's, that's, that's bad. That's, that's really bad. But the Christian, when they die, they go, the Bible, see, if you ever read in the Bible, it says it's appointed unto to mankind once to what? Die, and after this, the judgment. And I believe that when a Christian dies, that... They'll go to heaven, there's no doubt about that. They'll go in the presence of the Lord. But I believe at that point, they stand before what is known as the judgment seat of Christ. To be judged, Paul said, speaking of Christians, to be judged for the things done in their body, whether good or bad. And then he goes on to say, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, he goes on to say that for those who have done Good thing. How many of you know we can't earn our way into heaven? We can't, it's a free gift from, 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 from the Lord. So this is not a heaven-hell issue, but if we've done good here on the earth as a Christian, we'll receive reward. But if we haven't done good, if we've, if we've as Christians, if we've practiced sin and we've had things in our life that shouldn't be there, and, and, and when are we, most people, Christians now, when are they going to deal with their sin? They're going to deal with it When? Tomorrow, and tomorrow never comes, does it? We're going to deal with it tomorrow. But I'm talking to Christians now. You could, you could die tonight. You could die this afternoon. Something could happen. I'm not trying to be defeatist or anything like that. But something could happen. We need to realize that. You go in the presence of the Lord. 
You're going to make heaven not an issue. But the Bible says, Paul says, that to those who have, who have who've walked in sin and haven't done as they should as Christians, he said that the fire of God will judge their works to see of what manner they are. And he also talks about that judgment seat of Christ as a terrifying place. It's a place of terror. He says, knowing the terror of the Lord, he said, we persuade men. He's talking about the judgment seat of Christ, where Christians are going to go. I'm convinced one thing, that the Lord is going to deal with very, very severely with Christians at the judgment seat of Christ is gossip and backbiting. I believe he is going to absolutely, I believe that, that I, I personally think that fire is going to be the hottest. I'm not talking about the fires of hell. I'm talking about, he hates that stuff. Judgmental spirits that Christians have. I can honestly say to you that the bulk of Christians that I have met over the many years the bulk of them have not stayed here. They have, they have left. They are not going to tolerate my teaching and preaching. They're not going to tolerate that this place is not going to be a place of gossip. Do you hear me? But I tell you what, the bulk of the Christians that I've met over the years, I'd rather deal with sinners than the bulk of the Christians. Some of them are mean, nasty, miserable people. Did you hear what I just said? And a lot of those people, they're going to deal with it Tomorrow, they're going to they're gonna stop all that stuff tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes, does it? And many of them will die at some point. They'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It'll be a terrifying thing. The Bible says that their works will be burned to smithereens. They'll suffer loss, the Bible says, but they themselves will be saved because, you see, we get saved as a free gift from God through Jesus. But being a gossip or being a... Have you heard the latest? That stuff, God is going to deal with that. I tell you what, and people will say, well, I'll, I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll stop gossiping tomorrow. I'll stop backbiting tomorrow. I'll stop tomorrow. Never, you better deal with it today. Did you hear what I just said? You better deal with it today. If, it, yeah, if you're in a room or, and you need to do, or if you're listening on the internet, talking to all of us, they're, they're, if there's something in your life, guys, that's not right, you don't need to confess it to me. Who do you confess it to? To God. You need to repent of it and confess it. Get, get it out of your life. Right? Admit it. What was that saying? Admit it, quit it, and forget it. Right? There's something in your life that shouldn't be there. Admit it to God. Quit it. Repent. Well, I'll say it this way. Repent, quit it, and then confess it. Admit it. And then what? Forget it. Quit it first. Quit it, see, is repenting. Admit it is confessing. And then forget it is going on with your life. Is that right? So if there's something in your life that shouldn't be there, if you're going to get rid of it tomorrow and deal with it tomorrow, I'm talking about Christians dealing with sin, you better do it today because tomorrow you may not have the chance. Your soul may be required of you tonight. Did you hear what I just said? So right now, before we leave this service, you quit it, you admit it, you forget it. You quit it. What does that mean? You repent of it. 
You admit it, that means you confess it to God. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And then we, we, we forget it. We just go on with our life and the Lord has forgiven us, we move on. You better deal with it today because you may not have and I may not have a chance tomorrow. Now that sounds defeatist, listen to me. I believe that we're going to have some tomorrows. Can you say amen? I believe that, that, that for, for some, our, our futures are, for most of us, I believe our futures are very bright and good things ahead and good days ahead. I believe that with all of my heart. We shouldn't, we shouldn't live in a, in a, in a uh, you know, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, that's morbid to, to think. We don't want to get locked in here on what I'm talking about. Did you get what I just said? You know what I mean? Where we're, we're, you know, we may die tonight and all that. I don't, I don't want to be morbid. We need to have a bright outlook for the future. Can you say amen? But we always need to have in the back of our mind that, hey, we may not have it tomorrow. So we need to deal with some things today. Hey, I think we ought to close on an upbeat. That's kind of a downbeat kind of thing. Let's close on an upbeat. Hebrews 3.13. But it is sobering, guys, isn't it? Isn't it sobering what we're talking about here today? Look at Hebrews 3.13. But exhort one another. Exhort means to lift up, to build up. And we should exhort one another how often? Daily, while it is called today. Exhort one another daily while it's called today. Build somebody up today. Do it today. Why do it today? Because you might not have a chance tomorrow. Boy, this is a good place to end. Hey, listen, there may be uh, some of you here that you've got a relationship conflict with somebody. I've heard this story more than once. You know, yeah, I was going to make things right with my dad, but the call came that he died. Yeah, I was going to make things right with my mom. I was going to make things right with my sister. I was going to make things right with my brother. I was going to make things right with my my friend. I was going to make things right with, you know, and then the call comes that they've passed on or something's happened. You know what I'm talking about? Because, you know, with relationships, a lot of times we want to make things right. We're We're going to make it right when? We're going to make it right tomorrow. But tomorrow never comes, does it? So if there's a relationship conflict that you have, you know, Fix it today. Yeah, but you don't know what they've done to me. Well, look, you do what you can do, okay? Yeah, if I call them up, they won't talk to me. Well, you do what you can do. Send them a card. Do something. But we should definitely be sure that we build somebody up daily while it's called today because we might not have the chance tomorrow. Did you get anything out of this today? Pretty pretty sobering, wasn't it? You need to know something. Most of what I said today, I didn't have in my notes. <laughs> Just kind of flowing out of my heart. I didn't know it was going to get so sober. You know what I mean by sober? I was going to be kind of a lighthearted message. and Makes us think, doesn't it? Well, let's all stand. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. I pray for the people that as they've listened to this message today, that they be very conscious about today and very conscious about tomorrow, that they would realize that there's so many people that 
are in hell right now, that they were going to make you Lord of their life tomorrow. They were going to do it tomorrow. They were going to do it next service, next time, but they didn't get that next opportunity. They didn't get that next chance because something happened and they died today. They didn't get that tomorrow to make it right. Lord, I know there's people, I know there's multitudes, multitudes in hell right now because they, that word tomorrow, they were waiting for tomorrow and it never came and their soul was required of them. It's too late for those people, but for those under the sound of my voice, hearing my voice, it's not too late. Sir, I know, oh God, that there's Christians that have suffered such loss at the judgment seat of Christ. They got to go into heaven, but all the reward that you had for them, they didn't get in on any of it because they wouldn't judge themselves here in the now. You said if we judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. They refused to judge themselves. They refused to put the sin away. They, and and, and, and they, they didn't even really refuse. They knew it was wrong. And they, they wanted to get it out of their life, but they were going to do it tomorrow. And it never came. Oh, so many, so many Christians. They're in heaven now rejoicing, all right, but they don't have reward. They don't have the rewards that God had for them because, and, and, and they, they, they were going to deal with the sin. They were going to deal with it. They were going to do it. They were going to deal with the weight. They were going to deal with this. They were going to de- They were going to deal with it. They really were. I know it in the spirit. They were going to deal with it. They were going to deal with it. They really were. They were going to. But time ran out on them. Time ran out. Time ran out. Time ran out. Tomorrow never came. They never got that tomorrow to resolve it and to judge themselves and make it right. So you had to judge them. You had to judge them and they suffered loss. But to those under the sound of my voice, take advantage of today while you have it. That goes for me too, for all of us. Don't ever put off tomorrow to tomorrow what you can do today. Make it right today. Get it right today. Do it today. Make a move today. Do it today. If you're here today and you, as I look out, if you don't know Jesus, when we dismiss the service, there'll be some men and women standing up here. Be sure. If you don't know Jesus, be sure you walk up to the front and pray with somebody and they'll introduce you to Jesus. Don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. If you're here as a sinner, as a, I'm sorry, as a Christian that's got sin in your life, deal with it today. Quit it, repent, admit it, confess it to the Lord and then forget it, go on.